So if you're enjoying, appreciating, benefiting from this series of short talks by Padma Vajra on the life and liberation of Padma Sambhava, him channeling these lightning flashes from the blue beyond, then please do consider making a donation to Padmaloka. We're still in uh, uncertain financial times. This year we lost our main source of income, uh, our retreat income, and even though people are starting to return to Padmaloka now, uh, our costs have considerably gone up. Uh, given the various measures that we have to put in place. So although we've benefited enormously from people's generosity uh, throughout the year, we really need to keep that stream of generosity flowing. So do please consider giving what you can. You can do that by following the link that's attached to this video or beneath in our YouTube channel or visiting our website and making a one-off donation or taking out a monthly standing order. Thank you. Oh now, when the dhyana bardo upon me is dawning, abandoning the whole mass of distractions and illusions, may the mind be kept in the mood of endless undistracted samadhi. May firmness, both in the visualising and in the perfected state stages, be obtained. At this time, when meditating one-pointedly, with all other actions put aside, may I not fall under the power of misleading, stupefying passions. Dhyana, samadhi, deep meditation, is a bardo. It's an in-between, it's an intermediate state. It's an in-between, an intermediate state between two thoughts, between two discursive thoughts, because in real meditation, in dhyana, in samadhi, there is no ratiocination, there's no vitaka vichara, there is no thought, there is complete absorption in the higher level of consciousness, the dhyana, the samadhi. We abandon the whole mass of distractions and illusions. We need to be very clear about this when we meditate. I think these days, because people find meditation difficult, because people's minds, our minds are so full of distractions and illusions. People try to change the nature of meditation and that you should just follow your distractions and illusions. This goes against what the profound Buddha Dharma is really teaching, what the profound teachings of Padmasambhava are really teaching. No, when we meditate, we need to abandon, we need to renounce the whole mass of distractions and illusions and to keep the mind in endless undistracted samadhi. Endless undistracted samadhi can also be rendered as keeping the mind absorbed, free of the two extremes of excessive restlessness and excitement and being dull and slothful. These extremes of excitement, restlessness and sloth are the two great enemies of meditation and we'll be working them with them for a long time. Sometimes we can be much too tight and therefore we get restless. Sometimes we can be much too loose and therefore we get dull. We have to keep working with those things on higher and higher levels, become completely absorbed into samadhi. So don't be surprised if you're going to those extremes. It takes time to train the mind to become absorbed in the mood of endless undistracted samadhi. May firmness, both in the visualising 
and in the perfected stages be obtained. This is describing particularly tantric meditation. It could be just also be translated, may firmness both in the creating and in the completion stages be obtained. The creating stage of meditation is particularly associated with visualization meditation and all of the rituals that go with that, where you imagine very, very vividly, but you imagine it vividly, but you see it as though appearing like a rainbow, like a dream, like a mirage. Say, for example, Padmasambhava himself, you visualize him perhaps in a great mandala of other deities, you chant many mantras, many praises, you go through all sorts of other visualizations, even attaining union uh, with Padmasambhava himself. That's the creation stage. But then there must come the completion stage, the perfected stage, where everything dissolves away into vast emptiness, into the primordial purity itself. You need to keep both of these uh, aspects of visualization practice, as it's called, of meditation practice, in perfect harmony, eventually realizing that they are, in fact, non-different, not two. So we need firmness in these two stages. It rather reflects, perhaps, the bhavana aspect of meditation and the just sitting aspect of meditation, which most of you will be familiar with. We need, when we do the metta bhavana and the mindfulness of breathing, to create. Bhavana could be translated, actually, as creation. In the Maitri bhavana, the metta bhavana, we're, cre we're creating loving-kindness. We might even inspire ourselves when we do the metta bhavana by imagining the Buddha first, by imagining the Buddha's loving-kindness. In the metta bhavana, we're developing the Buddha's boundless loving-kindness. But when we've gone through all the stages of the practice, then we just sit. We just let go. We stop the conscious effort, the conscious creation, and we allow the metta to find its own perfection, its own completion through completely letting go. Similarly with the mindfulness of breathing. We could imagine the Buddha's mindfulness at the beginning of that practice. That would be very inspiring to imagine the mindfulness of the Buddha and then to move into the mindfulness of breathing, creating that very concentrated mind, you know, through that increasingly subtle attention on the breath itself, but then we let go of even that. We let go into the natural mindfulness of the Buddha. We just sit in mindfulness with no particular effort. So that's a bit like the creation and the completion stages, even with our humble so-called metta and mindfulness practices, which are, of course, supreme practices. We may well achieve deep samadhi in our meditation practice. At this time, we're meditating one-pointedly, one-pointedly not meaning just one aspect of our mind focused in the meditation, but one-pointedly meaning ekkachitta, ekkagra, meaning that our whole heart and mind, our entire being is just completely absorbed in the higher level of consciousness, quite naturally. But here's the thing, at that time, meditating like this, 
forgetting all other actions, all other actions put aside, may I not fall under the power of misleading, stupefying passions. This is a great teacher teaching here. Yes, he describes the profound meditation, but then there's an alert. Be aware, be alert, be mindful. The misleading, stupefying passions, the gravitational pull of the conditioned, of your conditioned, habitual nature, is always there to pull you back. Mara is always there to pull you back. Tarapanagpo is always there to pull you back. So be absorbed in that samadhi, but have that awareness of protecting that samadhi. Remember that the misleading, stupefying passions could find you out. So stay in that profound meditation. So this is the Dhyana Bardo.